for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, guys, here we are. The first, I, I believe it is the first truck cast of the year, but it is officially season. I mean, we've been doing season 23 episodes, but it's officially kicked off. Season 23 is officially kicked off as of an hour ago when I left the house, pulled out of my driveway at, at 1.57 p.m. on September 1st, 2023. The season 23 for me has begun. And here we are. First, I don't even know what to call it, DJ, like first season 23 episode, like, I don't know, because we've done, I don't know, five or six so far this year, but like this one just hits different. We're going, we're, we're possibly going to kill now, you know? Oh yeah, buddy. And I, and I tell you what, it is, uh, you're right. It's like, how do you word it? You know, because we, we've been doing the season 23 stuff, but now like we are in season now, like hunting season is here. You left off for Kentucky, and when we talked about, you know, doing a truck cast on the way down, I says, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm here to celebrate the the kickoff of season, and I know you're on the road, but I'm not, so I'm cracking a beer, buddy. Oh gosh, I got literally about seven hours until I can actually officially do that. But I'm gonna tell you this right now: when I left the house, I'm living out of a cooler for the next seven days. So. Uh-huh. When I left the house, I put all the sarsaparillas that were in my beer fridge into the cooler that has been on ice all day. Yep. And when I get there tonight, daddy's having a little liquid, liquid with a little higher octane in it. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I tell you what, man, is you look at uh, a 12 month calendar. You know, uh, beers on spring break always taste good. Beers on vacation taste good. Uh, beers on the pontoon, poolside beers, lake beers, those all taste really good. But the beers during hunting season, when they start bringing like the camouflage cans out to the grocery stores near you, yes. they, those beers, my friend, 
taste different. And then when you're in camp, like what you're headed to, they're, they're just a different level of taste of those. But, you know, you, you kind of hinted at that you're on the road. And for a lot of listeners listening, you know, today's, uh, it's September 1. So, you know, there is a few states kicking off today. So for anyone listening, like, why don't you tell them where you're actually, uh, what great state you're headed to this weekend? Yeah, so I'm actually headed to Kentucky. So, um, and I'm driving. So you might you hear might hear a blinker, or, you know, you know, I don't know, honking the horn at me or something. I don't know. I'm driving. DJ's at home. We're doing this a little different just because it's, you know, he's on his phone and and it is what it is. Just it's what we got to do. But I will say I'm going to Kentucky. Uh, Alex chop from latitude is out in nebraska him and d-rock are out in nebraska they are hunting tonight like i believe i should say i believe the opener is the first in nebraska i believe right is that am i right yeah yeah i nebraska is uh september one opener so yes officially in nebraska it is opening day today as we record this yeah so a lot of people are probably gonna be listening to this tomorrow as we're recording this which would be September 2nd, but we are recording on September 1st. So, um, but yeah, I'm heading to Kentucky. Me, Jake Bush, Corey Godar, and Joey P. We are all heading to Kentucky. Corey and Jake are up hunting first. I'm going to be filming Jake. Uh, Corey will be, or Joey P. will be uh, filming Corey. And I have, I'm actually toting a tag though as well. And there's a good possibility that Jake and I might just both bring our bows in, but I want to. First and foremost, this is Jake's hunt and Corey's hunt. They've been scouting these this area um, that we're going to for a while. This is their hunt, um, but it's just one of those things. If one of those guys kills, then I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into the hot seat, I think, and and possibly be able to be able to bloody an arrow. But um, I will say, it is gonna be hotter than the hinges of Haiti. It is gonna be about 93 as a high. Um, I really don't think we're going to be hunting mornings. We've been kind of going back and forth and talking about it. And it's just the morning sit is just going to be out. Um, you know, so we're, we're putting all of our eggs in that evening basket, you know. And um, and I think we're going to be coming home Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, we got, you know, five or six days to see what we can do and get something get something on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So let's break some of that a little bit of it down. And and like you said, you know, you're in the truck, I'm at home. So the recording of this may sound a little bit different, but I I think people will enjoy it because like, this is, this is what the fall is about. It is about traveling. It is about hunting and to bring people like the most, you know, somewhat semi-live podcast to their radio. This is how it's got to be done. But so you're headed to Kentucky you got four guys in camp. Basically, you got two cameramen and uh, two hunters. But like you said, you have a tag. What about Joey P? Is Joey P also carrying a tag himself? Uh, he is not. Nope. He's just uh, coming to film. And so our, our plan is to try to get, obviously, you know, get one deer on the ground with great coverage for Grit Season 2. Uh, that, by the way, if you guys haven't watched any of Grit yet on YouTube on our latitude youtube channel go watch it we got five episodes out um just i'm gonna be wrapping up editing episode six in in uh in kentucky here this week but uh episode six will run next week and then on to episode seven but yeah that's what we're filming for and 
just so everybody knows too, before we dig too far into this, if there's any new listeners, the season twenty or the season series, let's call it, because I started this last year. It was basically a series where, um, if you go back to last year and you haven't listened listened to any of it, it was gonna be a raw, down dirty, no intro music, no nothing, just to the point. And I was gonna podcast every day that I hunted or did something for hunting. And I would drop it that night. So a lot of times, I mean, last year, after every sit that I had, the, that night after that sit, you were getting a podcast. I was going back home recording and producing a podcast right away. That We are doing that same thing this year. And we've already came out with a couple episodes this year. And like I said, another one right now. I can't even remember what season, season 23 episode this is, but... Um, we're going to be doing this one. I'm going to podcast again tomorrow, put it up, and then the next day and put it up, and the next day and put it up. So you guys are going to have a really semi-live feel of, you know, everything going on. And then once we, and then when October hits and DJ and I are both hunting, DJ is going to be doing season episodes too. So there's literally chance that you might be getting a podcast five out of the seven days of the week <laughs> coming up in <laughs> October, November. And I will say, you know, when, when we go to Kansas in November, we're going to be gone for 10 to 12 days. You're, you're going to get 10 to 12 straight podcasts every day. We're podcasting every single day, semi-live, so everybody can follow along. That's the whole concept of the season series. So I want to get that out there for any new listeners as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, even, you know, following along with you last year doing it, and, you know, you can tell from the outside that there's definitely – there's some extra work to be involved, but the, the part that I'm really looking forward to Aaron is like after the season, if I ever wanted to, I could almost go back and do like re-listen to my season over again and through like through the podcast itself. Yeah. And that was the whole premise behind it. DJ was like, you know, I always took notes, uh, and I still do, but it, this was always a way for me to be able to like when I'm old and decrepit and everything and kind of wanted to be like, go back and listen to, 15 years ago, what I did when I started season 22, it was like, I could go back and listen to those episodes and l literally relive my sits and relive what happened in my season. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, that's such a cool thing. But then I also look at like, not on a selfish standpoint like that is, but also what people can take from it. Because, you know, last year I broke down like the weather, the wind that I had, the barometric pressure, usually the moon phase, what I saw, what I didn't see all that stuff. And I had a lot of guys reaching out to me saying, man, I had that same exact scenario. Wind was out of the Southwest at 12 mile an hour. And, you know, we don't have acorns dropping here, but it sounds like you have them there. And I was, you know, didn't get covered up in deer, but like I had that same scenario and it's unique to see what you did. I might try that next time or something like that. So it's like, there is some parallels there that a lot of people did, did like it in that aspect as well, where they could kind of take little things that I was doing maybe and put it to what they're doing if if what they're doing's not working. Yeah, for sure. And 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 something else, Aaron, is let let's let's run this example through through the podcast here is let's say we're we're out hunting this year and, and we have a, a really good encounter with a with an up and coming buck, you know, the the kind of buck that we're like, you know, next year that that he's a no doubt shooter next year. Well, come next year when it's second week of season, we could almost go back and listen to what we were doing 
the second week in there, the second week of this season and maybe find some historical data. And they were like, also the next year we pop that episode on. And it's like, Oh shoot, that's right. I seen, I seen this nine point on this Oak Ridge, you know, October 9th, you know, maybe I should go revisit that again and see if he's still around. For sure. That's a hundred percent. And you just kind of made, made a little light bulb go off my head. And I want to talk about real quick about what you and you and I uh, have experienced in the last two days. Okay. Um, so August 31st and September 1st have been really big days for, I'm just going to say for me on trail cams. Um, and DJ knows like I've been, I, I don't know if I'd call it a struggle, but like my cameras this, this summer, like I really tried to up my camera game and I feel like I did, but like the fruits of my labor, as far as like good quality bucks hitting like those mock scrapes and everything has been down, has been down. And like, I think I was on suicide watch yesterday when I talked to you. I mean, you probably felt that same way, which would have been August 31st. I went out, um, you know, to one of the farms that I can hunt and I wanted to pull cards. Like I, you know, I do have some cells, but I have SD cards as well. And I, I wanted to pull some cards and, you know, kind of that last little push in a way of like making sure everything's dialed. I had to put batteries in another camera and stuff like that. So pulled cards and changed batteries and other cameras. And, you know, there was, I, I did have one particular SD card camera really showing a lot of, a lot of good potential for early season, like really good, valuable information that I'm definitely putting in the memory bank. Um, I did have some trespassers on there on a private farm and I really wasn't too happy about that considering I've never had trespassers on the farm. Um, but I wasn't too thrilled about that, but I was on suicide watch yesterday. And then last night, which would have been August 31st, some of the cell cams went off and like some good quality bucks are hitting these scrapes. And well, let me first back up. Remember I sent you a Snapchat yesterday when I was pulling cards. I walked up on a wide open scrape. I mean, pawed open, wasn't there before because I was in there almost uh, three weeks ago. Was, I walked right through there again. Was not there before. This thing is like opened up and I'm like, holy crap. So then I was going around our field edge. Now a couple of these are field edges, but one was, was kind of deep in the timber. Uh, there was two other field edge scrapes that were tore up and you could see the paw marks and everything that this thing was getting hit. Well, and I went and checked a uh, food plot that I had planted a couple weeks ago with the buck bourbon uh, food plot seed for a fall kill plot. And it's in the timber. And dude, there was a wide open scrape next to a scrape that I built. The one I didn't, like I only built one. There was one that was like a buck came in there. It was like, ah, hell no. Like, I'm making one right here. This is my spot. And it, it was like, mm -hmm. it was really worked up and everything. I'm like, okay, okay. And like, so some things are happening. And then last night, cell cams were like going off with some good bucks. This morning, even better. And what I mean by that is cameras that have not been pinging that much, if at all, this summer are going off and bucks are starting to hit them. And it's almost feeling like there's a shift happening. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, no, no I, I definitely would. And, you know, I was almost kind of 
you know, not correct you, but when you said that you found a scrape open, I was more thinking like, hell, did you find like three scrapes open yesterday? Like, yeah, <laughs> like you, you know, like they were, you know, that, that pocket of, of where you were, like that testosterone is definitely changing. And I, you know, something else is like, honestly, right now, Aaron, I, I think more than 50% of these bucks are already out of velvet. And this, this is quite possibly some of the earliest I've seen, you know, I'm talking bucks out of velvet, looking back towards like the 23rd of this month. And, you know, with that, you know, that velvet coming off, comes you know the the uptick in testosterone hence the the scrapes that we're seeing and hence the shifting that we're seeing so yeah you might have been discouraged all summer long where like we you know the reality is you want these bucks on camera now not necessarily all summer you know because there i'll be honest there's times if i'm getting a buck a lot in july i'm thinking oh oh, we might have a problem come the fall you know but there's uh that that you know we we we've seen a shift happening in August. We talked about that, you know, like kind of these bucks making the August field trip and poking their heads into places. But now as they lose their velvet, and I and what I see a lot too, when I see people talk about when they they lose the velvet, they instantly see a change. Not always with me. For sometimes I think it's almost seven to ten days after that velvet comes off is when I start seeing the real change of like, Hey, he's here to stick around or like he may, he may like shed his velvet and still be around. But then all of a sudden, two weeks later, then he's gone for good, you know, but no, your, your camera has been firing on, on all cylinders the last, you know, 24 hours. And uh, it's definitely a good feeling. Cause like you said, just a day ago, we, you were pretty worried about it. That's the, you know, that's the thing about hunting, hunting these, you know, the, the biggest whitetails we can find, whether it's a trail camera or us hunting personally, the reality is it all can change in a matter of seconds, dude. And that in your last 24 hours is an exact example of that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, there were some new bucks that have, that were showing up and some new, like, you know, good bucks, like could be shooter bucks, um, kind of on that tweener, got to look at them a little bit better, but like, and, and it's, and there was a one buck this morning, I think I text you, I was like, he's a ways away from home. He's never been in that area. Like there was this one buck that he's went, you know, a half mile to three quarters of a mile away, never been in this area. And it's like, okay, he's relocating. And you can tell any day now his, his velvet's going to come off. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, he was still in velvet, but I agree. Like I'm, you know, it was like yesterday there was a lot in velvet. And then today it's like all shined up. You know, it's yep. like, it's crazy how quickly they lose that velvet overnight. Literally they could rub it off overnight. And, but it's, it's definitely an eye opener to where <laughs> don't get discouraged, you know, because things like you said, things can change in a minute or in a day, Yeah, you know? So yep. it is weird. It is, it, it is weird, but it's can be frustrating. <laughs> oh no. And no doubt the frustration, the, you know, the worriness that all, that all can be, you know, that all plays a part, but like I, I made, I made a social media post on Instagram today about one of the things that I, I try to, you know, and I'm guilty of it getting stuck in this, but every season, the more I've played this game with these bigger whitetails, the more I've learned this along the way, there's going to be those, you know, there's, you know, you're worried or you're unsure or things aren't going right. But at the end of the day, Aaron, 
we, we have to trust our process. And you think back about your, you know, all your postseason scouting, you know, you really wanted to ramp up your trail camera game and you were worried about it. But if you really look back at it and really think about, you know, trusting your process along the way, last night, this morning, those cameras are proving that like, yeah, you have to trust your process. You know, like there's going to be times when you're going to second guess it. You know, there's going to be times in the off season and in season that you're going to second guess it. But like you have to trust it and you got to stick to it, man. It's 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 hard to do. Sometimes we're all guilty of it. We all can get down at times in or out of season no doubt yeah that's that's the honest god truth right there man and if i had if i had to look back at anything and ask myself a question something that if i would change anything for next year i really think i'm gonna instead of putting cameras out in july i'm really gonna try to wait till like that end of july early august to put i feel like i waste putting them out early july i feel like i waste a month worth months worth of batteries a month's worth of just dicking around because, mm-hmm. you know, like I can start deploying those in August when, when really that July, you know, it is, it is fun to see the deer, you know, like you get to that mode, that mode where it's like, man, you start to see antlers out in the field and it's like, but still in July, they're not to the point where it's like, okay, you know, like, wait, I, I, I would really like to like push myself and, hold my feet to the fire of like maybe waiting a, a month longer to, to put cameras out next year. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's funny that you say that because I, I've thought about that for the last two or three years, but this is what I get guilty of. I get guilty of seeing everyone start putting in that yeah. work around that, July, you know, that magical July 4th and somewhere along the line someone decided they thought that you should write in a book that july 4th is the kickoff to like trail camera season and i get guilty of it too where it's like every year i'm like there's i just need to have them out by by august that is when they need to be like that is when my old and new faces show up the most that's when i'm gaining my most intel we can really tell who's who because i'm telling you what there's times in july if it's july 10th to july 25th there's a lot of growing going on right there. And, and I don't want this to come off wrong, but I just want to see when they're fully grown and what they are. Like, I don't need to see them halfway growing or a quarter of the way. Like I, I just want to see when they're fully growing. I know I'm dealing to grow and they're really starting to, you know, more become somewhat in their, you know, in their fall territories. But, yeah, there, there's a lot to it, and, and the hard part is every situation's different, and every bucket himself is different, you know? Yeah, you were just breaking up there a little bit. I just want to let everybody know that's listening. He was breaking out be- because I was going through the worst city in, in Michigan. It's called Lansing, and I was right outside of East Lansing. So if you guys uh, <laughs> you know, if you guys are wondering why DJ is breaking up, it's because I was going through Lansing, so. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but hey let, let's uh let, let's hit on a little bit of what you got going on this weekend um i a couple things earlier in the podcast today you you hit on the weather that it's going to be hot but are we are you guys going to be dealing with any precipitation down there or is it just going to be hot heat hot heat right now i mean i looked at the weather this morning before i left and uh 
and there was no chance of precipitation, maybe a little bit later in our trip, but it's looking like, you know, probably 60s in the morning, and then it's going to get up to, you know, as high as 92 to 94-ish, somewhere in there during the day. So hot weather. Um, I've been going back and forth with Jake a lot. We talk on the phone quite a bit. And, you know, and, and one thing I like to do when I'm filming someone, I've never filmed Jake before, so especially when I'm filming someone, like I like to pick their brain, how they like to do things. And, and I want to mimic them because, uh, you know, figuring if there's one thing that I've figured out in all the years that I filmed with people, it's like, you have to be an extension of them. And because I know when I get filmed, if I have somebody that doesn't do things the same way I do, I just get frustrated and I don't want them to be the reason why I blow a hunt. So him and I've been going back and forth on the phone and, and, uh, we're going to wear all solid colors so you can see the seed ticks and stuff like that. It's really hard to see them with camo. Um, just going to be wearing like a Merino. I have a, I wear black Ovis. You kind of got me hooked on the black Ovis Merino, which I really like. So I'm doing a Merino black Ovis long sleeve with a hoodie or with a hood on it. It's light, but it breathes well. Um, and honestly, for my pants, I'm just going to wear like the four-way stretch Wranglers from like Walmart that you buy. I wear them every day. But uh, mm-hmm. I bought. I I have two other pairs that are just in my, you know, my hunting tote, and uh, yeah, and just gonna wear those, and that's that's how we're gonna fight everything down there. <laughs> so we're gonna see. I I guarantee you, if I don't come, I'm gonna treat everything with uh, permethrin. But if if I come out of this trip without a tick on me, I would be very surprised. Yeah, and uh, and I tell you what, um. Having those extra clothes, you know, I know to a lot of people it may sound like in the early season, it's like, oh, it's simple. I just need a pair of pants and a, a top and boots and socks or whatever. But when you're hunting in those hot conditions, I I think it's really enjoyable to have fresh clothes each day. And what I mean by that, like you're taking three pants for like, you know, on Saturday's opening day, whatever pants you wear on Saturday Aaron, I would honestly, when I get back, I'd maybe hand wash those if it's possible, then use new pants the following day because you know how that, that real sweaty clothes, they have that feeling where, you know, like you can put the scent completely to the side, but just how they feel on your body. Like, you know what I mean? Like having a fresh set of gear each day in those kind of conditions and plus with the bugs and stuff, it just, you know, it's, it, it's just a little more comfortable to be hunting, but are what are what are you guys doing? Are you Airbnb? Are you tent camping? You hoteling? Like what what's the plan down there? We got a hotel, so we're gonna be living out of a hotel for basically a week. And and uh, you know, and my biggest thing to go on your uh, your clothes, you know, your clothes and how you combat that and everything. You know, well, we pro- there probably is like somewhere to wash your clothes, but. I'm not saying I won't wash my clothes, but I, I always bring paracord with me to make mm-hmm. my own clothesline. And, you know, I am driving down there too by myself. You know, all of us will have our vehicles. I've I've been there before where you, you rig up a, a paracord from one end to the vehicle to the other end of the vehicle and let your clothes hang there because that moisture is what creates bacteria. So when yep. I get back, you know, from hunting, like I'm going to try to hang those bad boys up and just get them as dry as quickly as possible to uh, eliminate as much bacteria and or smell. I mean, it's, on an early season hunt, it is so hard to, uh, you know, to 
to have basically scent control, but um, we're going to try the best we can and uh, just play the win, you know? Yeah. Yep. And I, and I, and I tell you what, I wouldn't be afraid to do this either. Even if it meant running to the store real quick, you go get yourself some, some baking soda or just some, you know, fragrance free, like all laundry detergent. And if you're dealing with Marina wool tops and the Wrangler, the outdoor pants from Walmart, the way those materials are, you could hand wash those in the sink of your guys' hotel and hang them up like in between hunts and they're going to be dry for you guys. And you're going to have a fresh set of clothes if you yeah. really wanted to. It's a good call. Yeah. 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 Usually, usually that's one thing I try to do. If you know what little bit of travel hunting I've done, I'll, I'll buy myself like one of the, the, the smallest, you know, the all free fragrance and, and dye laundry detergents and just keep that in a, in a hunting tote and you know the right kind of clothing basically like i said literally the merino wool in those wrangler cargo pants and with the temperatures that you're dealing with that shit would be dry like in an hour down there yeah for sure yep but when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another thing you kind of hit on in the beginning of of the podcast here for the the season twenty three is that it sounded like you guys are going to mainly be doing evening hunts, and that's you know that is your typical uh, early season style of hunting. And let me ask you this, and I I know it's you know it's Jake and Corey's hunt up up front. Maybe you've talked to them. Is there anything that would make you guys shift to doing an, a morning hunt? possibly like Intel or even the fact that you guys are on a, you know, a four to five day hunt where like time is very limited. Is there anything that you think that put you guys in a tree for a morning hunt? Um, you know, without talking to those guys really about it, um, you know, if you, and I don't want to speak for Jake, but from what the conversations and how I've got to know Jake over the years, like, Jake's not a big morning hunter, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm, I kind of fall in the same camp. Like I will hunt mornings, but like, I'm not a big morning hunter as far as, you know, you got to get in tight and you really got to get in and, you know, get in and beat them. And then once you get in and if you do beat them, it's like, will he come by in daylight? You know, so you're, you and I've talked about it before, like, you know, trying to, trying to figure out a buck's J hook. You know, it is nearly, it, it is impossible to figure out how big his J-hook is and what he does. Um, so I, I would say, as I sit here right now without talking to those guys, I would say there isn't a very big, there isn't a very big chance of something changing to hunt mornings. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, I've I've even talked to Jake. I talked to him uh, was it yesterday or the day before, and we were kind of just breaking down, you know, the sits and and you know, in a perfect world scenario and all that stuff. And uh, and he's like, I just like to, you know put all my eggs in the in the evening basket early season he's like i like to get up and the next morning and and feel rejuvenated have good sleep get a good get a good meal and i I totally agree with him like i'm because how many times do you you go hunt in the morning and you sit and it's like you you might sit till 10 11 o'clock then you get out and it's like oh then you got like a half hour drive back to back to the hotel or something it's like you get back there eat a bite to eat and then it's like well you gotta think about getting going back out in another hour or two, it's like, man, that just kind of wears on you, you know? So um, I think as we sit here right now, as I drive down there, I don't think that we're going to be hunting mornings, uh, you know, regardless of, uh, you know, I think it'd be, it'd have to be a pretty perfect situation to where like some intel shows up on a camera because there have been cameras, you know, Corey and Jake have done their due diligence down here, scouted it all spring and summer. I have ran cameras and it's like might be one of those things where a camera might be showing, you know, as we go in, you pop a card out, a camera might be showing something where a deer, we could slip in on a deer. Like I could see maybe that happening, but I think it's a really low percentage chance of that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another scenario too, possibly Aaron is that this, this is the exact scenario that I dealt with last year on an out-of-state hunt where it is to hunt, but I plan to leave the following morning for that last evening. I pushed it a little bit too far, and I and I basically almost, you know, stepped on what looked to be like one of the, a bucket I would shoot down there. So I bumped him out of his bed. And so I knew that night was probably a shot, but I pushed my leave time in the morning to about two hours later where it was like, listen, I'm leaving today anyways. I literally, I seen where this deer got up out of his bed, you know, like the quote unquote, the, the bump and dump, yep. you know, we're like that it's, you know, I don't know how high the percentage rate of, of killing a deer like that is. But to me, it was like, Hey, it's, it's worth it. I'll just leave two hours later the next morning and give it a shot. So I'm going home and I'm probably not coming back anyways. Yep. Yeah. But let, so let me ask you this. So you're cameraman first. Yep. Okay. And let's just say Jake, Jake kills one night two. Okay. Okay. Let, two. Me, let me go back real quick before you get into okay. that scenario. Cause Jake and I've talked about this. So a lot of the deer they have on camera, um, are, you know, they've got, uh, a good assortment of deer that are in that 110, 105, 110, uh, inch range to like, Pope and Young, maybe 130. Okay, there's, okay. you know that that's what we're that's what we're dealing with those types of deer. And I want to put a couple things out there because uh, Jake, you know, he he brought this to me. He called me. You know, we talked last week, and he's like, "Hey man," he's like, he goes, "I think you should just buy your tag right away because he's like early season in these hubs." I've had it where deer have come in and I've got, I've killed a buck and they're, you know, they're still bachelored up a lot of times and Mm -hmm. bucks will come in together. And he's like, I've had times where I've shot a buck and the other buck just doesn't freak out and just kind of hangs out. And he's like, "It, it is very possible to do, to double up if, if, if this happens. And he's like, I'll even do you another one. He's like, if there's a deer that comes in and I don't want to shoot him, and you're like, Hey man, like, 
do you care if I should? He's like, it is all yours. Give me the camera. You hammer down. Um, so that is very much in play as well. Uh, I, I can tell you this. You know, I will have Jake and Corey speak on it, but like it has been said on our on our calls that like if a 110 inch buck comes in, they are limbs back, ready to rip. We're going. You know, like mm-hmm. we're that that we're dealing with like the top 10 percent of what we have on camera and what we you know what we spotted in glass and what they have, not we, they have. Uh, that's what we're going for. I, and I've been asking you this question too. It's like, okay, so there's some other couple things at play here. You know, last year we did that, that Northern Michigan hunt publicly. And that was my first ever publicly in hunt. We hunted twice. I hunted twice and I wouldn't, I mean, I did sit, but I wouldn't even call them like, you know, really the one, the first night we basically threw a dart at the wall and we were like, cause it was raining. Let's just go. And then the last night, um, it was like, let's just go food, sit on a food source and try to kill a doe kind of thing. Cause we, you know, we were doing a lot of tracking and everything and, you know, cut out a couple sits because of the late nights and everything. But anyway, this is technically like, could be my first, you know, public land deer. So mm-hmm. and there's a good possibility of, of, uh, of a, uh, you know, a velvet deer and I've never killed a velvet deer. So, yep. um, you know, I, you asked me basically on the phone a couple of days ago, like, what, what's, what are we looking at? Like, what, what do you, what are you gonna do? And, and honestly, man, if a full velvet deer, you know, hundred inch or better deer, comes in, got to be at least hundred inches. There's and okay. he's full velvet. I, there's a, you know, boy, it'd be hard for me to pass that up. I will mm-hmm. tell you that. Um, yeah. Just because also like not to mention like my first public land deer. You know, first time ever hunting Kentucky, which would be really cool to have a notch in the belt there. Uh, but also the experience, you know, getting to hunt with Jake and Corey and Joey P in camp and grit, getting grit started off to a good uh, start as well. And then full velvet, but also like, you know, that like that, that would be a really cool story, you know, and like cameraman turns hunter in the tree, you know, like that's, that's a really cool tr- story. So uh, those are a couple things at play right there. So I just kind of wanted to get that out there. So everybody, when they, if they do follow along, they can kind of, kind of know right up front what, what the situation is. Oh, no. And it, and you, you, <laughs> that was perfect. Cause you took it where I was headed to, you know, cause I, you know, I, I didn't know that, you know, what kind of agreement maybe the cameraman and hunter had, you know, ahead of time, but that was what I was basically going to paint a picture of is let's say, you know, that. Jake's tagged out and you're up to bat that, you know, what kind of, what were you looking for and, and do those expectations change whether he's velvet or non velvet? Cause I, I'll be honest, like kind of, for me, they probably would too, you know, one, you know, I've never shooting a deer in, in September. That's, that's awesome. That's another one. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Shit. You're out of, you're out of state. Most likely you're not going back Yeah, You know what I mean? Like the real, like maybe, but the chances are like, you know, you got a full docket ahead of you in the fall and, you know, shooting one in velvet, dude, that's, I mean, I, I know there's some guys that don't care for the velvet. I think it's awesome, dude. So like, even when I was in Kentucky last year and, and my window was really small, I, it was like three days, but I, I knew like, listen, I may shoot something smaller than I'd even shoot in Michigan, just knowing the circumstances, but yeah, and, and you, you add the velvet. And let's just say, I'm going to paint a picture here, you know, is 
he's he he is 110 inches so he is more than the uh the uh the 100 inch mark that you kind of you you hit on but let's say he is you know 110 inches he's maybe only 16 inches wide but like his brow tines are taller than any of the other tines are you know what i mean like that oh, yeah. something like that it's like oh yeah give me that any day of the week and like you said there's something about you know being in camp with with good friends too that yeah. are gonna make that even more special because like you know that adrenaline dump that you feel when you shoot that animal that you know being in a tree with someone i've i've personally never done that i know you've been you've been in that situation a lot so there's something to be said about that but then getting all four of you guys out with the headlamps and the flashlights like let's go in here and get this thing out of there like that feeling right there like when i look back at the northern michigan hunt going in there and get kevin's buck out and stuff like i'll never forget moments like that for sure yeah and 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 that scenario right there like if jake hadn't killed or if he hasn't killed at that point and that deer walks in i mean jake's gonna hunt i would say i'm not gonna speak for him i i would think he would be 100 percent hammering that deer um but like i said i mean yeah if that deer's 100 inches and he's full velvet like that deer's more than likely gonna come home with me if jake does not want to shoot him you know so yeah. uh and I'm I'm not ashamed to say that at all because I'm looking, you know, that's a great experience. It's a great deer, uh, public land. You know, not I don't want to say the public land changes it, but a little bit. It it does a little bit. But let's say like I want to throw a hypothetical out here. If if he's a hundred inches and he's polished, ah, there's a good chance I'm not going to shoot him because yeah. I can kill a hundred inch deer in Michigan, not on demand, but like I'll have an opportunity at one this year at some point. I'm you know so. Uh, and I've, I've killed them before, so I just don't have that velvet buck, you know, so yep. that's, that's, that holds extra weight for me. Yeah. So let, let me ask you this, because this is part of traveling, hunting, and also hunting in September. You guys have a plan in place. If you do shoot something in velvet, do you have a taxidermy, taxidermist nearby? Do you have, like, what is your plan if you guys do shoot one in velvet? So... I don't have, I haven't talked to those guys about that yet. And like, you know, I was supposed to go to Nebraska this week. Mm -hmm. So literally my plans changed, like, I mean, less than a week ago. And I'm, I had to pivot and kind of come down here because Kevin, Jake, uh, Kevin Leach and Jake Metallic are not going to Nebraska. So just Al and, and D-Rock out there. So I, it made more sense for me to go to Kentucky. So I haven't really looked into that yet. Haven't had time to look into that. But that is something like I can tell you if I shoot one in full velvet, I am finding the closest taxidermist or butcher shop or whatever. I am going there immediately, going to have them, you know, take it off the head for me and the cape and everything. And, and I've, I have a cooler with me, but, you know, a styrofoam cooler with some dry ice or something like that or, you know, something to keep it cool to get it home is definitely going to be in, in store so I can get it home and get it preserve the best way possible yep. so that that's my yep. game plan yeah I, and i tell you what you know when i when i headed south to kentucky last year i was even i had the mindset where it's like listen if i shoot something that is in full velvet where i can preserve the velvet and i have to get fake velvet put on there 
hell, I would even be willing to drive back down there and pick the deer mount up if I had to, you know, yeah. you're not talking, you know, you can go down there and back in, in a, a full day, no problem, you know, so that was always, that was always in my mind too, but you, you said you guys are, so, you, you know, opening day is Saturday, uh, September 2nd, and you guys are planning to hunt through the 3rd, 4th, about the 6th, is the, you guys hunting the 6th or coming home on the 6th? Um, I can't remember if, it's hunting the sixth coming home the seventh or hunting fifth coming home sixth can't remember honestly but it's going to be one of those two days and and um but yeah like you know that you mentioned that it just made me think like i gotta work too (laughs) like i yeah my whole edit bay i've got a 40 inch monitor in my back seat like this is life on the road man like you know we're not hunting mornings but i'm i'm getting up coffee's brewed i'm editing in the hotel room until we are going hunting like every oh, day yeah. you know that's 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 the life of it yeah oh speak speaking of that coffee hits different too during hunting season doesn't it it does yeah it does oh yeah i i <laughs> usually honestly i don't drink if i'm if i'm hunting a morning i don't drink coffee because okay. it's uh you know, we talk about how it hits different. Well, it quote unquote does hit different. Like, uh, and I don't want to be the one playing beat the clock in the thicket, you know, uh, with a couple of squares of toilet paper, even though I've showed you how to preserve toilet paper the best way. I've, I've, I've shown that trick to a few people since then. They just, they just, they just can't fathom, like, especially if I can get someone to believe that it's actually something that's done, that they're just like, get out of here with that. Well, the best part about it is the, the people's look on their face when you take that little pinch off off of the corner of the square and you put yeah. it in your pocket and they're like what are you doing with that and then you unfold yeah. it yeah you know, uh, it's it's great yeah. oh yeah you know something Aaron, that you've hit on a couple times is you know you talked about that the grit episodes that are dropping right now and you talked about that you know what you guys are going down there and you're hoping to kick grit you know season two off now i don't know how much you can speak about it but when would let when would someone be able to watch these upcoming great episodes that you guys are going to be starting to film season two this weekend? So tentative, tentatively, they're they're not going to drop until next summer. So okay, um, you know the plan is, you know, basically when we get back from ATA show, which is in January, first week of January, um, that's when I'm going to go full force editing them. You know, Derek and I are going to jump into the lab and. And we're going to be editing and, and all that stuff for grit. So uh, tentatively, I'm just going to throw out July uh, mm-hmm. next year is when these are going to drop. So um, it's not going to be like a semi live thing and, and everything. There's just we're just we're just going to too many different states and, you know, not enough people to it, it's just, I'm not going to lie to you. Like you look at THP that they can do it like the reason why they can do it is because those guys you know, nothing against those guys, but they don't have kids. They don't, you know, not all of them have wives. Actually, I don't think any of them have kids except Aaron Warbritton that, you know, he married a a woman, I think that does have kids, but like those guys, those guys can couch jump and, and, and edit on, they can be gone the whole fall, September one to January one. They can, it seems like they can be gone whenever, you know, and that's just not realistic for us and a lot of other people. So, you know, do that semi live thing. You gotta have, you gotta have the personnel and the bandwidth to do that, and and do it on a on a high level. And THP does; they do a great job. 
Um, but it just, we, you know, our bandwidth just doesn't allow us to do that. So we're looking more than likely going to be next, next July, probably. Yep. Nice. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. And I get, I always tell people, man, it's, it's, it's knowing you and, and knowing all those guys from Latitude, like so much back, you know, behind the scenes work that goes into that stuff for people to really enjoy those that the following summer. But so let me ask you this, Aaron, we've talked about, oh, okay. I got one more question. Yeah. Have you, have you talked about this with Jake? What are the wins that you guys need or can, are you guys set up good down there where it's like, whatever you get thrown at you, you'll be okay. Um, I haven't, we haven't talked in great detail yet. That's going to be tonight and tomorrow morning, basically just cause a lot of like, it's just, like I said, I've been editing like crazy. He's been doing stuff as well, but, um, I believe a lot of this stuff is set up for South and South. I think South wins a lot of sure. it. I think a lot yeah. of it is set up for a lot of South wins. So um, but you know, I'm going to get Jake and Corey and Joey on, on some podcasts here in the next couple of days. And we're going to be breaking that stuff down. Like tomorrow night when Jake and I get done hunting, you know, we're going to be podcasting. Like if, yep. if, if we have time allows it, if we don't do it tomorrow night, we'll do it the next night or something, or, or I'm going to jump on and I'll just recap by myself. But, um, what we'll break all that stuff down and, and really get into the nitty gritty of, of the next couple of days. And I think it's <laughs> I think it's going to go over really well. Like I, you know, the goal for me anyway is like, I want, I don't care if I kill or not. I want the group to kill at least a deer. Like I want to come out of here with a great film, you know, with, with one respectable buck. Uh, if we can kill two, great. If we can kill three, unbelievable. Like we're firing on all cylinders, but I, my goal is to kill. I want somebody to kill either Jake or Corey, kill one buck. And we come out of here with with a good kickstart on on grit. Alex is down in Nebraska. Shit, he might kill kill one tonight as we're recording this, you know. And that could be kicked off. So uh, that's my goal for Kentucky, though. Yeah, awesome, man. I I love the goals. I love the breakdown of it. I won't lie. I I will be sitting in Michigan. I will be <laughs> patiently waiting. I sent you, Jake, and Corey. I started a group text there, wishing you guys good luck. I, I sent a, a group chat to Derek and Alex, wishing them good luck with a little bit of hoping that, like, when it happens, just insert the group text. Like, let me know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a uh, what, how they call it, like, a, a, I'm a, a coach from the couch this weekend, just waiting to see how it goes. Yep, yep, playing Monday morning quarterback, basically, for you. There we go, <laughs> buddy, man. I, I'm pulling for all you guys, old man. Like I said, I I, I hope I hope Alex and and Derek have have a hell of a a weekend kickoff. You know, season two in Nebraska. Then you yourself, um, Jake Bush. You know, Corey Godar down there, and Joey P. Joey P. Too down in Kentucky, man. Let's uh, let's let's get the season kicked off right, and uh, it's it's only the beginning of the next you know four to five months, depending on where people are hunting. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Well, I had something else to say, and I can't remember to, to – oh, what I was going to say, you're talking about text and our group text and everything. We don't have service down here in some of these bottoms and everything, but I will throw out something that I do – I am taking my Garmin inReach. So 
I will have service to text and everything. I just want to throw a shout out to the Garmin inReach and all Garmin products. We talk about them every week. It, I've used Garmin products for a long time. Their sights are unreal. But this is a situation where using the Garmin inReach in these remote places that, you know, I think I pay, you can do like monthly, I believe, pl pay, plans, and you can turn them off at any moment. But like, I think I pay like 50 or 60 bucks a month for the month of September. And I get unlimited texts, and I can text wherever I'm from. And if you're in a situation that you need SOS, you can hit the SOS button, and somebody's coming for you. So yeah. the Garmin inReach, what, I have a mini. You can get the mini, or they have a couple other ones, too. I think they came out on, with a new one. I feel bad because I can't remember the name of it. But the mini really is all you really need. Um, but it is it is something good to use in all different applications and different scenarios. So I will be able to text, and and I'm going to rely a lot on you on September 2nd, tomorrow. But as people are listening to this today, Michigan is playing ECU, and I need updates, like every minute updates, because I won't be able to watch a game. So <laughs> I, I got you, buddy. And I tell you, you know, talking about that Garmin, you know, two things that, it, you know, like uh, other than what you hit on, one, you can keep your buddy updated hence myself but it also keeps you know it keeps your family at ease you know what i mean yep. especially like when especially you know how it is when you have a wife and kid and they're trying to get a hold of you something and you're out of state and they can't get a hold of you like there's there's some anxiety there on their end where like when the, when you know you're not going to have service in a, a piece of gear like that it's going to help you along the way it's a peace of mind for your you know your family at home also but hey one more question. Yeah. What's the kill hat of choice entering the 2023 season? So I haven't. Okay. So I grabbed two off the shelf. Everybody, if you want a new kill hat, we got them at the store, fallpodcast.com. Go to fallpodcast.com, and we got new multi-cam patch hats, and we have Realtree original patch hats. I grabbed one of each off the shelf, and I have yet to decide yet. I, okay. I, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm waiting for a sign. I'm waiting for a sign, and um, I figured I'd get a sign by by tomorrow evening. And that sign may have happened, actually, now that I think about this. When I was leaving town, I was going through town or whatever, and, and uh, I wanted to get a car wash real quick. So I go through the car wash, and I'm, like, paying. And all of a sudden, I hear, like, this loud truck. And I look over on the main drag, and this loud, you know, guy, probably a kid, probably, or whatever, has this giant real tree sticker in his in the back window. Giant. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hmm. Maybe that's my sign. That yeah, maybe I, that's I, it. I need to go with the real tree original uh, camel. Maybe. Yeah. And and if you go real tree, this to paint everyone a picture, that means that should tech I think that would be the first real tree to hit the woods because Old, you know, DJ Martin, he's got the multi-cam and he's already off grid somewhere in Colorado with it right now. So yeah, we got both of them kicking off the season. Yep. Let's do it, man. Well, Hey, I know this was going to be probably one of the longer season 23 episodes. We try to keep them shorter, but it is what it is. There's a lot to talk about. We're kicking it off, man. Season is finally like officially started here we go we got a lot of episodes coming at everybody we got a lot of good guests as well some that we've already recorded and uh we're going to be coming out with those here awfully soon so thank you guys very much for all the support and all the downloads 
Go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a written review. Do the same thing on Spotify. It is always greatly appreciated. And we'll be right here next time on the Fall Podcast.